these are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Warren is in the house. That means we've got you covered. This is going to be a great episode, Warren. Thanks for coming back on. Uh, I like that we've made this a weekly occurrence. We're getting to talk 49ers playoff football live. And now, Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, big time. Super Bowl 58 here. And uh, it's time. It's time for uh, to kick the tires and light the fires. <laughs> no problem, man. I'm always excited to be here. Um... If you're a Niner fan, this is exciting times. I mean, if you, how can you not be excited? All the Niner fla- flags I see driving around town. Uh, I think I driving in. I don't know if it was like a church or something. They had a little sign up on their little the little graphic that said uh, "Go 49ers. So everybody's excited, man. I just can't wait to get to Sunday, man, and finally cash this thing in, man. Get a win. Yeah, that's exactly what the 49ers have to do. They have to cash this in. It is nice. I mean, we we live in California. Right. We live uh, in the valley, really close to. Of the Bay Area, so lots of 49er fans around here. Uh, so, yeah, flags are definitely on display. It's a good time. It's kind of nice driving down the roads and just seeing all the 49ers faithful that are around. And it's a good time to be a faithful. The 49ers have been looking for a quest for six uh, for a long time now, Warren. And, and you know, now it's another opportunity. They've had, you know, two other opportunities before this to get that six. They haven't weren't able to do it. Colin Kaepernick misses, you know, the, the throw to Crabtree in the end zone. That was very hurtful. And Jimmy Garoppolo beats or misses Emmanuel Sanders after he beats coverage. So uh, now you have an opportunity to go out there and get your quest for six. And maybe this time we have the right quarterback at the helm. Right, right. I think we do. And I mean, like you said, man, we've had a ton of heartbreak. I mean, not not only in the Super Bowl, you look at the NFC Championship game, Kyle Williams and, you know, oh. Jaquaski Tart, oh. you know, and then Purdy with his elbow getting hurt, the freak injury, like, this this organization, like people, people, a lot of fans that I talk to, they say that, oh, you guys are there, you guys been there, but it's like you guys understand that be that close and not get over the hump, it hurts even more, you know. So we're there, you know. It's it's we're literally hours away. I just it's time to cash this in, man. It is. It, it really is. And please like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, thanks for everyone that helped me get to five k. It means a lot. Um, you know, everyone that comes on, like Warren, you know, and, and all the guys who come on, they mean a lot to helping me get to that goal, uh, but you do as well. So thanks for the subscription. If you're listening to audio platform, 49 Yards Cutback on Believe, please give it a five-star rating. And if you're going to bet, and there's no better time to bet than all the prop bets that are going on right. uh, with this big game, uh, you got to bet with Bet Online. It's playoff time, and the usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of Gatorade, Bet Online is the number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online and join today to get into all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. <clears throat> and Warren, one of the most important things is going to be for the 49ers to not start the same way. They started their two playoff games against Green Bay and against Detroit. They fell down early, and they just got off to slow starts. I think it's very important for the 49ers to start off fast. How important 
is it for the 49ers to start fast and hang in there with Patrick Mahomes? I think it's essential. You know, um, you look at, you know, ever since the Baltimore game, the Niners have been coming out pretty sluggish. You know, um, we, ha- we haven't been seeing what we're used to, like earlier in the season where the Niners were starting fast and staying ahead and, you know, keeping their foot on the throat on a lot of teams that we played earlier in the season. Um, but since that Baltimore game, it's been kind of sluggish. I mean, the Niners, I mean, I believe we've only, we haven't lost since the Baltimore game. Um, so it's it's kind of it's kind of funny to say that we've been starting slow, but we're still winning these games. You know, it just speaks to the character of this team. But um, it's going to be essential this week. You know, I mean, you're you got you got Patty Mahomes coming in. You know, who's he's the best in the business. You know, and when you're in these type of games, you can't you you can't give Mahomes you know any 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 room to grow, any room to kill you, any room to beat you. Like you have to keep your foot on the throat for four quarters. You know, and and that's offense and defense. You know, I, I would love for the Niners to start out on defense, you know, and get the party started that way. Like, let's score on defense. You know, let's get a pick six. Let's get a, a fumble to the house, and let's start that way. Let's get the mo- momentum going that way. Let's set the tone. Let's let's show Pat Mahomes that, you know, we're going to give him – we're going to give him the most madness football for four quarters, you know. So um, it's essential for the Niners to come out and, you know, really get after Mahomes, start fast, and, you know – Play fast, play play hard four quarters. Yeah, it's 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 so important because the 49ers dynamic as a team changes uh, from how they play ahead or behind. And when the 49ers play from in front, they are absolute monsters. I mean, you look at what happened to the Cowboys, you look at what happened to the Eagles. Once the 49ers got up, and the interesting thing about the Eagles, right? Slow start. 49ers finished them huge in that game. First quarter was <laughs> not good for the 49ers. But uh, you look at the way that they put these teams away when they get ahead, and that's why it's important to get ahead of Patrick Mahomes. We've already seen Patrick Mahomes and what he can do in these big games when he's down. Uh, He can make enough plays to come back. 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter, and you lose the Super Bowl. So the 49ers know that to handle Patrick Mahomes, it's about getting a lead and then putting the success of this team on Christian McCaffrey and on the run game and then Brock Purdy making timely throws. But it helps the defense especially. Because when you can go ahead and pin your ears back and not have to worry about consistently worrying about Pacheco, uh, and you can go after Patrick Mahomes, that's when you're going to have the most success. Because blitzing Patrick Mahomes, not always the best idea. But getting home with four guys, he's not as successful. So the 49ers know that's a huge part of it. But if they got the, the fear of the run game, the fear of the quick screen game as part of that game plan, 49ers can't exactly do that. They got more focuses than just getting Patrick Mahomes to the ground. But I think it's imperative for the 49ers to take advantage early or that way when they get to the end of the game, they can rely on that running game. They can rely on that defensive line to be able to fly upfield to make plays. Usually I'm not the type of guy that, that, you know, urges on penalties, but I wouldn't mind it in this game, you know, like set the tone, you know, let's, let's maybe hit, hit Mahomes a little late after, oh, after the play, you oh, know, and, and send a message, you know, that, you know we're here. You know we're we're going to be in your face for four quarters, and this this is it's not going to be easy for you to win this Super Bowl. It's going to be physical, and this is going to be the hardest one you had yet. You know because if there's one thing you look at this Chiefs team, I believe this team they they deal with a lot of mental battles. I believe you could get in the head of this team. I mean you look at a couple of stats of this team. You know they lead the league in drops. You know they've they've struggled with that throughout the year, and a lot of those drops are just it's just internal is something that they're dealing with mentally you know like travis kelsey we've never really seen him drop this many balls 
you know, what's he going through this year? He has the whole thing with with uh, Taylor Swift, you know, and you could tell that's kind of weighing on him. You know, some of these guys, you know, get in, get in these players' head after a play. You know, say a couple things to them. Say this, say something, say this. Get get the emotions going for this Chiefs team because I feel like you could get in into the head of this Chiefs, Chiefs team and then they start playing out of character. So I believe that goes into the Niners playing fast as well. It's just send a message, you know, get in these guys' head, and I think you're going to see, you're going to see by, by the fourth quarter, this Chiefs team's going to crumble. Well, I think that you could easily frustrate them uh, if you just hit hard. I mean, that's the thing. If you make timely hits and you're making good tackles, uh, yeah, when you're making these hits, be physical. I mean, you want to play within the rules, but you want to be physical. And I think the 49ers have the guys that can do that. Trey Greenlaw uh, comes to mind right away. Jair Brown's another guy that, hey, when he hits you, he brings the wood. Fred Warner as well. Uh, but if you start frustrating Patrick Mahomes by not allowing him to like what he sees, by being able to get pressure with four, getting Nick Bosa you know, in his face, getting Hargrave past Allegretti and to him, I think that's when you're going to have opportunities to frustrate that Chiefs offense. Uh, the Chiefs offense did not look the same in the second half against Baltimore. And that's because Baltimore just threw a variety of different things at Patrick Mahomes. They muddied the waters. They made it difficult for him to understand what he was reading initially. Maybe he had to hold on to the football. Maybe he didn't feel comfortable. He checked down the ball. And he did not have a great success against Baltimore in that second half. So, yeah, I mean, you got to be physical with those guys. You got to make sure they feel every single contact. You got to make sure you tackle them. And you just can't give them space. Don't ever make them feel like they have space be able to operate. I think if that starts happening, these guys will feel somewhat claustrophobic and they'll start trying to do things to make things happen. And that's when you can potentially have some opportunities to create turnovers, uh, which the Kansas City Chiefs do a lot. 30 turnovers on the season. Patrick Mahomes with 14 interceptions. 49ers are one of the best at creating turnovers, and that might be an opportunity for them in this game. Yeah, this this team to me, they're soft. I just, I, they're soft. They, they're not the Detroit Lions. You know, Detroit Lions, to me, they were built to be a physical you know, hit you in the mouth type team. And this is the team that we went through to get to the NFC, to, to the Super Bowl. I look at this Chiefs team and they're just, they're not that team. I, I feel like they're a team that you could push around. You could, you could, you could have mental battles with them, get in their head and just, you know, throw them off their game. I mean, you look at the game they had with the Raiders where, you know, um, Aiden O'Connell didn't throw a pass, what, the whole fourth quarter? I believe maybe even the whole second half. And the, and the Raiders just ran the ball at him, you know, and this was in Kansas City. You know, I mean, that's that's not a good sign if you're going up against this Niner team where, you know, you got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. You know, we could run the ball at you over and over and over. We're going to test your mana and test your will. And I believe this is what you do to this Chiefs team. Just, just, just break them down. You know, break them down over fourth, over fourth quarters offensively and defensively, and you'll be on top at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, you you got to run the ball effectively against the Chiefs. That's their... Uh, one big glaring weakness is the way they can't stop the run. Uh, they're bottom five in pretty much every category, especially when it deals with outside zone and plays going to the outside. They just haven't been good at it. Uh, how is Steve Spagnola going to account for what Kyle Shanahan does in offense and the way that he uses his heavy personnel, I think is going to be interesting in this game. But yeah, is Spagnola going to try to take away the run game early? If he does, that could leave some early avenues for Brock Purdy to be able to get the ball to Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Debo. And then once they soften up because they can't stop the 49ers pass game running heavy boxes, that's when McCaffrey could absolutely bury him. So Magnola's in a, a interesting predicament because I don't think he has the base seven guys that can stop the 49ers run game. He's going to have to commit a safety 
to to go ahead and help. And with that being said, that gives Brock Purdy an advantage in the passing game. So uh, Spagnola is going to try to dial some stuff up, and he's going to try to make some plays. But the 49ers establish a run game. Not only are they going to shorten the the distance they have to get to the Super or get that Super Bowl win because they're going to you know eat that clock, but they're also going to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines where he's the least dangerous. But I think that's a big goal in this game is turning off these first downs and making Patrick Mahomes sit on the sideline and watch Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Debo operate this offense. I think that's going to be very important because the 49ers start fast uh, and then they they'll be able to finish strong. And that's what I want to talk to you about next. Uh, last time the 49ers got off to a pretty good start against the Chiefs but they weren't able to hold on. Now you have to finish strong. And that has been one of the biggest things that people have talked about Kyle Shanahan in big games is that his teams don't finish strong. Warren, why is the 49ers team going to finish strong in this in Super Bowl 58 matchup versus the I mean, you look at the guys up front. Um, I mean, this is the best defensive line in the league. You know, I mean, you look at the talent that you have. I mean, this is why the Niners put all their money in the D-line. You know, I mean, is to get after the quarterback and then when you're – when you're up to protect the lead and close out a game. You know, we look back to 2019 where we, we had Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa was, he was, he was a rookie. You know, I mean, he was still learning in this league, and he was like in one of the biggest games of his career. You know, he was still learning how to close out games and dominate games and become that defensive player of the year that he's blossomed to be what he is today. You know, and we're bringing him into this game, and I think it's going to be much different this time. You give us a 10-point lead this time in the fourth quarter, I think it's it's game set match. You know, I think these guys up front, and especially what they've been through, you know, even Warner, you know, they're not gonna let this game slip through their hands again. You know, these guys up front are gonna pin their ears back and they're gonna get after Mahomes. You know, they're gonna they're gonna to me when when Mahomes when you watch Mahomes, when you have him running backwards, and I take it back, I believe when they played Tampa Bay, or was it twenty twenty one? Um, the game plan, 20, yeah, twenty twenty one, yeah, yeah, twenty one. Yeah, it was that the was COVID year. COVID year. So, yeah. well, no, it was twenty twenty, wasn't it? I think that it was twenty twenty season, but twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty one Super Bowl. If you look at the game plan, um, I think it was uh, Bowles. Bowles had in that game. It to me it was brilliant. You know, every time Mahomes dropped back, he was running for his life. And I believe at the, at the I think a stat at the end of the game was he ran for one hundred and forty some yards, and it was just backwards. If the quarterback's running backwards, especially Mahomes, he can't make plays. You know, so the Niners, if you're if you're getting that with your front four, there's no way you lose this game. You know what I mean? He's going to have pressure in his face all game, and he doesn't have the weapons that he had in 2019. You're taking Ty, uh, Tyreek Hill off the field, who was the guy that caught the biggest pass in the game. You're taking that. What well, that's probably one of the best receivers in the game. He's off the field. You know, so. In my opinion, this front four is what's going to what's going to finish strong. They're going to get after Mahomes and they're going to close this game out. Yeah, I mean that's when you have to finish. And the 49ers had the ball with just over seven minutes left after a turnover by Tarvarius Moore in that Super Bowl, and they weren't able to generate any sort of offense. And the reason why this is completely different from that is a couple of reasons. Number one, you have Christian McCaffrey. You had Raheem Mostert. Mostert was a fantastic runner. He could run the outside zone. He was pretty good running the inside. But Christian McCaffrey is a complete back. And so he can do all those things, plus he can catch the ball in the backfield and it's a matchup issue. The 49ers now have McCaffrey at their disposal. I think he makes it difficult to completely shut down the 49ers' offense, especially the run game. And then you have Brock Purdy. And that was the thing. Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't make the clutch throw when he had to. The 
Spagnola just loaded the box, muddied up the middle of the field, and made uh, Jimmy Garoppolo ineffective, even though everything about the call had to be a pass because they were loading the box and preventing you from going with Raheem Mostert. So in this matchup, if Spagnola tried to do that down 10, Kyle Shanahan has all the faith in the world in Brock Purdy, and you know what? I do too, because I've seen Brock Purdy do it. I've seen him throw outside the numbers. I've seen him throw it down the field. I've seen him manipulate defenses with his eyes and find the right guys. So I just have way more faith that if we're in the same situation, the 49ers are going to finish strong this time. McCaffrey's ability to run strong in the middle can't be ignored. And the way that this offensive line is now built with big physical guards, they can get some movement. Uh, That matchup, Chris Jones versus Feliciano, is going to be interesting at the point of attack when the 49ers try to run right. So I I just think it's a different, different game this time. 49ers have to start fast. That's important. Start fast but finish strong. And if there's one thing we've seen the 49ers do in the last two games is finish strong. They knocked out Green Bay. They knocked out the Lions because you go 27-0 run uh, in the NFL, that's pretty ridiculous. I don't know if the 49ers could do that against this really, really good Chiefs defense, but that's what you have to do to win. I agree. Brock Purdy is hes a big reason why you, you, you finish strong in this game. I mean, you go back to 2019 with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I mean, credit, credit to Kyle Shanahan. You know, he... Jimmy Garoppolo today now is a backup quarterback, you know, and Shanahan took Jimmy G and that Niners team to the Super Bowl, you know, and it was essentially mostly under under Kyle Shanahan, his his tutelage. You you get late into that game where we're trying to close that game out, and it, it haunts me to this day to watch the film, and there's so many guys running wide open, and Jimmy G, you could just tell he just didn't have it. You know, he didn't have that it factor to close that game out, to make the big plays that we needed to win to win that Super Bowl, to win, to win that moment. Brock Purdy, I believe, has it. You know, I mean, you go back to a couple of weeks ago against Detroit, we're up seven, you know, we have the ball. We need to pick up a first down. If we score, we really put our foot on their throat and the game's over. And and Brock Purdy scrambles. He picks up a, a crucial first down. You know, and then we end up, we end up, in, uh, uh, ended up with three points going up by 10. But that's, that's what you need from a quarterback, you know, I, I gotta pick up this first down, whatever it takes. You know, I gotta, I gotta make this play. I gotta, I gotta move the sticks. You know, that's what we needed from a quarterback to get over the hump, and that's what we have now. So I have full faith in Brock Purdy to close this game out because I know when the game is in 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 the clutch and in, in winning moments, he's gonna do whatever it takes for the Niners to get over the hump. So I'm, I know the Niners are gonna finish strong this game. Yeah, and we've seen it a couple of different <clears throat> ways, right? But uh 49ers defense also stood up against green bay jordan love has the ball opportunity to drive down and make a play 49ers come up with an interception because of big play dre uh so you can pick your poison of course i want this game to end with the 49ers having brock purdy and that offense on the field up a little bit uh using the clock and not even allow Pascal mahomes opportunity but i have this this feeling that if the 49ers defense is out there they have the ability to make the plays that they need to to shut this thing down so I'm uh, feeling pretty confident about the team. One thing I'm not feeling pretty confident about, though, is the field. Uh, and I don't want to talk about it too much because I think this is definitely something that's been talked about a lot. But uh, with the NFLPA coming out and saying that the field isn't good, it kind of reiterates what was ha- being said earlier in the week by the four-year training staff was that this field is below par. Uh, Warren, how does the NFL allow this to happen, that one field is so much worse than the other? And, of course, you know, the Raiders facility was state-of-the-art, so they were going to have a field that was great. But their field is ranked 80 as far as rankings go, which is top of the line. The one the 49ers are playing on is in the 50s. 
uh, 70s deemed, you know, good. That's not very great. What do you think about the NFL's kind of mess up here? And that's two field problems and consecutive Super Bowls last year was the actual playing surface. Uh, what What's going on with the NFL? I'm, honestly, as a fan, I'm pissed. Like, I, I think the Niners got shafted. You know, I mean, you have the better regular season record than, than the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, we finished one game better than them, but they're the home team for the Super Bowl. They get the Raiders facilities. They push us off in UNLV. Like, it, it, I just don't understand that that process, that thought process. Like, how are we, we have the better regular season. We're the number one seed. We're the home team. And we're, we're working out at a college facility. And then on top of it, you have the Chiefs dictating what they're going to do with the Raiders field. That's the part that really drives me insane. It's, it's, they were saying that they, they would not let the Niners, they didn't want to work with the Niners so the Niners, they could split the facilities where the Niners could, could have their practices as well. They didn't want to, they didn't want to uh, conflict their schedule. And it's like, the NFL has to step in on that. How, how, you have two teams that earn the right to get to the Super Bowl. If there's, and the NFL, the NFL messed up when last week, I believe it was last week when they laid the, 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 the grass on, on top of the, the, the turf. Yeah. The turf. The NFL knew, they, they know the date of the Super Bowl. This should have been done weeks ago. You know, this should have been done if not months ago. Like, the NFL dropped the ball in so many facets. It's just, to me, it's mind-boggling. Like, to have this breakdown in your, your biggest week of your sport, it's just, it's mind-boggling. I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, the NFL is mandated to have the practice facilities figured out by December. Uh, and then all of a sudden they're laying sod. And of course the 49ers want to play on natural grass. That's what their normal practice facility is. And don't get injured as much when you play on natural grass. But the fact that that field is falling apart, the new pictures that I've seen from it, I mean, there are seams showing. Uh, it's, it's, it's less than it just being spongy. But the thing is falling apart. And I don't know what the expectation from the NFL was that they were going to put this grass field on top of a field turf surface <laughs> and think it was going to work out. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not the best laid plans. <laughs> and now the 49ers are having to deal with it. Now I, I will kind of, you know, kind of temper this a little bit because the 49ers aren't going out there and practicing extremely hard. They're making sure they're going through this stuff really slow. Uh, they're just trying to stay healthy, but they're going through the process of, I, I think if this was a normal set of a normal practice week, I'd be worried, but that's why the 49ers got a full week of practice in last week, got prepared, put installed the game plan. Because when things like this happen, you just have to be prepared to roll with the punches. Yeah, Kansas City was never going to work with the 49ers on this. I didn't expect them to. Uh, it's gamesmanship. You know, we're not messing up our schedule. Uh, this is this is on you and the NFL. Sorry about that, but we want our practices when they're supposed to have. We have an itinerary. We're sticking to it. And that's exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants to do as well. So I know Kyle Shanahan kind of just poo-pooed this thing, but I think the NFLPA definitely illustrates that this was not a good look for the NFL. And they need to be better in these future situations. I just hope the 49ers take that and kind of put it in their back pocket. And it's like, hey, you know what? They're messing with us. But that's okay. We're going to go in there. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And none of this is going to matter. Yeah, and it's just a joke. I mean, Roger Goodell, the way he answered the question, he tried to put all the blame on the Niners, saying that it was it was like a preference thing, like kind of make us look like, you know, we're complaining and we look soft. And it's just like, man, dude, it's, it's, if, the bat, if the field is bad, the field is bad. You know, and... I would have loved the Niners to give them the middle finger and be like, all right, we're going back to Santa Clara. We'll be there all week. 
So forget about all your media stuff. We're going to be practicing. We'll see you guys get day. They thought about it. They thought about it is what I heard. Uh, they were going to leave after media day, but I mean, that would have been a lot of responsibility for the team and the players. And uh, who knows what that would have done to their schedule. But yeah, I mean, it, it makes you think about stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, what, you know what? This is what I love. You know, who cares? You know, Roger Goodell, we don't care what you think. We're just rolling in. We're winning the Super Bowl. We're taking it home. We don't care what the practice field looks like. Uh, we're we're going to get it done because we've been preparing all year for this and not one single day is going to slow us up. But it is frustrating because you expect the best from the NFL. You expect them to meet the highest of standards and they have fall, fallen uh, and not been able to reach that standard the last two seasons. And last year it wasn't even the 49ers. So we're not whiners. We're just talking about what it actually is. What happened last year? Yeah, last year the, the field surface, players were slipping all over the place. Uh, yeah, so the Philadelphia Eagles would complain a lot about the playing surface. It was just too slick. I don't think we'll have that problem, you know, with Las Vegas. Their field's really good. Uh, but, yeah, so they had that. But that was actually the Super Bowl game, not just practice field. It's crazy. So I guess you could say they're upgrading because they're not having a, a play surface problem in the Super Bowl. Uh, but one guy that's going to be back, and he likes a good playing surface because he's dealt with some injuries, is Jarek McKinnon. Uh, McKinnon is – presumably returning from IR. They opened the practice window when they talked to him on media day. It sounded like he's going to be playing. Warren, what kind of impact can Jarek McKinnon have on this game? He's a former 49er, but really what he is is a, a back that can make things happen both with his legs in the run game, but catching the football out of the backfield. I don't know how much he's going to play. Um, it's interesting to see what, what, their, what their game plan is going to be with Jarek McKinnon. Um, Cause they also, they have two other backs. They have, uh, Clyde, uh, Hilaire, Edward Hilaire, yeah. Edward Hilaire, and then they have uh, Pacheco as well. So, I mean, they do have a crowded backfield. Them activating Jeremy McKinnon, I, I mean, is it is it maybe like a gamesmanship or gamesmanship or we're, we're going to activate him so you got to get ready for him. You got to prepare for him. We don't know. We don't know if, if he's going to be actually be in the game plan or not. Um, I do think he causes problems, you know, because if you look at the last Super Bowl, to me, the Super Bowl MVP was Damian Williams. Um, he to me he made the plays that absolutely broke our back in that Super Bowl. Um, I know uh, Mahomes ended up getting the Super Bowl MVP, but Damian Williams to me, when you look at the you look at the tape, you watch it. He's the one that made the plays for them to win that Super Bowl. Will they use him again in that role? We don't know. We have to wait and see. But that was something that hurt us last time. Um, I I mean, could it hurt us again this time? It may or may not. It just depends on what the Niners plan to do, what their game plan is, how did they decide to attack this, uh, this chief offense. But Jared McKinnon is somebody to watch out for. He's explosive. Niner fans were, were very familiar with him. Um, we didn't get to see him in his full capability because he was hurt, you know. But Jed McKinnon, he could be a factor. I don't, I mean, I don't ever put anything past Andy Reid. Andy Reid is one of the bright minds of, of this league. So if Jared McKinnon's on the field, he could be a uh, – uh, a decoy he could be somebody that's going to be used in a play it's going to it's going to be interesting interesting to see how they use Jet McKinnon yeah I mean I, I think he's going to be a part of the the game plan if he's activated because um he presents different problems from the other two running backs I mean Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been primarily the third down back but I mean he's not as accomplished out of the backfield as a pass catcher as Jarek McKinnon McKinnon can line up in the slot and catch the football I mean he's not McCaffrey-esque but uh, he's a poor man's McCaffrey that's for sure and so I think they know they have that. I think he's going to get more snaps. He'll probably take Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's third down snaps. Um, and then you have Pacheco. But with Pacheco and with Hilaire, I haven't really been worried about them out of the backfield. 
with McKinnon, that's the one thing I worry about is these third and long situations where all of a sudden they hit a check down to Jarek McKinnon and he has enough juice uh, to get a first down. So I, I think that the 49ers are going to have to be keen into what he's doing in this game. They're going to have to focus on on him and just pay attention because uh, McKinnon does have the ability to take a three-yard play and make it a 10-yard play and get a first down. So it's one extra thing to prepare for for Drake Greenlaw, who usually handles covering running backs out of the flat, but just another attention getter because I wasn't worried about Pacheco and Hilaire catching the ball. Now I have to worry about Jarek McKinnon. So it means the game plan changes a little bit. And maybe that's one less player you can put on Patrick Mahomes because they're going after McKinnon. But I think the 49ers can shut him down. They can handle Jarek McKinnon. They're ready for a running back who has these skills. It just went against Jameer Gibbs. I think they'll be up for the task. No, you bring up great points, and I mean, when he's on the field, he's definitely somebody you're going to have to count for. He's definitely somebody you're going to have to keep your eyes on. And if he's if he's somebody to take your mind off of Kelsey just for a split second, then he's done his job. You know, and he, he can hurt you too. If he gets the ball in his hands, he can make plays. I believe last time when we played the Chiefs, uh, I believe it was last or yeah, last year in Santa Clara, Jay McKinnon, he was one of the players that had a really good game against us. So um, it's something that we're going to definitely have to keep an eye on and, you know, um, definitely game plan for. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see how much he plays, you know, because Pacheco gets a lot of the carries in that backfield. He gets a lot of snaps in that backfield. Um, but depending on game flow as well, too, you know, if the Niners get up big, you know, is, are we going to see a lot more McKinnon than we are Pacheco? Are we going to see a lot more Hilaire than we do uh, McKinnon? It's just going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they use him, how Andy Reid uh, plans on unveil him. Yeah, I mean, if we're seeing more Jarek McKinnon than we're seeing Isaiah Pacheco, that's good news for the 49ers. Uh, that means that they're probably trying to catch up. They're playing from behind. They've abandoned right. the run game already. And Andy Reid is one of the best offensive coordinators in the entire league. He has been for a long time. Kyle Shanahan, his counterpart, uh, is on that same level. These two are thought of as two of the best offensive minds in the entire NFL. And here they are, Warren. They're going to square off. And last time, uh, it, it really wasn't the offenses that got it done early on. It was the defenses. But this time, you've got maybe a passing of the guard. There's talk that Andy Reid may retire. We'll see what happens. Uh, you've got Kyle Shanahan, who needs to get a Super Bowl uh, to kind of cement his legacy as one of the best coaches in the NFL. And these two guys just know about offense and are creative. Who do you think has the upper hand in Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan? I think it's Kyle Shanahan. Um, I think the the tables have turned, you know. Uh, in 2019, when we played them, and I don't think it's it's talked about enough. Um, if, you look, if you look at this season for the Kansas City Chiefs, this has been a season where they haven't been as dynamic on offense. You know, um, you haven't seen the big plays. They've been having a lot of drops. Um, they lost six games, tons of struggles. Um, Mahomes was struggling. You've seen a lot of struggling from Kansas City this year through, through their going through the season. And I don't think people talk about it. Is I think they miss Bienemy. You know, I, and I don't hear anybody talk about it. You know, Bienemy. You know, he moved on after last year and he joined the Commanders, but. You when when they had the enemy, that offense was always clicking. That offense was always always going. And I know there was some some turmoil behind the scenes with the enemy, and some of the players wasn't getting along. But the way he had that offense clicking, it was it, it was a machine. You know, Kansas City. You know, through this dynasty, what they have is they're known for their offense. This is the first year they've been really known to have a good defense to put together a good defense. And I think that's because of the lack of losing the enemy. You know they had a they had a they had a 
counter for it. They had to they had to build up the defense, you know, and they lost Tyreek as well. But they won the Super Bowl without Tyreek. We get to this point. I think Kyle Shanahan just has all the pieces. You know, he has all the weapons. You know, when we played him, when we last played him in the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan doesn't didn't have these plethora of weapons. You know, he had Debo. You know, but Debo wasn't. He ain't the Debo that he is today. He's more. He's more aged. He's more groomed. He's more. He's ready to to, to be that superstar. You know. Then you, you have we went and got Brandon Ayuk. We didn't have a Brandon Ayuk then. We we had um, Emmanuel Sanders. You know that was at the end of his career, kind of aging. Now you got a young gun, Brandon Ayuk. You got Kittle. You had Kittle then. You know, but he's he's more aged. He's you know more mature. And then you got the huge piece in Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy. You know, he just has so many more weapons now, and he's so much more ready to unveil it on this stage, you know, and 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 get this thing done. So I think the, the tables have turned to where now we're the offensive giant in this team, not not the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think Shanahan in this game, I think he's really gonna he's gonna show up and show out. And it's interesting to hear a lot of the players have been talking about the game plan and they all said the same thing. They're all saying, like, man, it's the best one yet. Like the best one yet, best one yet, and I, I just can't wait to see what Shanahan decides, how he decides to attack this team, and what he unveils, and you know what he brings to the table, what we're going to see in this game. But I think the tables have turned, and I think Shanahan, Shanahan's going to be the better man this time. I think one thing that's interesting is about offensive coordinators is just what answers they have, uh, because you're going to get presented with you know questions. The defense is going to give you some things you're not ready for, and what answers do you have, and how quickly do you have them? And I think with the 49ers, when you have the weapons that they have, you can just have more answers when you have more tools. Uh, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, they give you the ability to move them around, motion, shift, to reveal defensive coverage, to uh, reveal what the defense is trying to do, but also to get the ball out to Debo Samuel in space and kind of negate a potential blitz from uh, Steve Spagnola. Like those types of things are huge. The 49ers have just have more built-in answers. And so I think that's a big reason why this offense is going to click in this game. And yeah, I know they're going against a very good Kansas City defense, and I would take nothing away from it. I think it's a, a very successful defense, and I think they'll have stops. That's just that's just who they are. They're good in coverage. They have a good defensive line. They are missing Charles Aminahue now, which is going to be absolutely huge for them. He was a great, a great pass rusher. And so I think Kyle Shanahan's going to be in his bag in this. I think he's going to find opportunities. He's going to stretch them horizontally. And then as soon as they creep up too much, he's going to test them vertically. And you brought up Brandon Ayuk, and Manuel Sanders had one of the most uh, iconic plays now where he's down the field and he's reaching for that football that goes over his head, and everyone thinks about that moment of what could have been. Well, guess what? If that's Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk's a little bit faster, Ayuk's a little bit longer, and Brock Purdy's got a little bit better of a touch on the deep ball. I think the Foreigners come down with it. So uh, to me, I think this is a situation where Kyle has everything he needs now to be a, a very impactful offensive coordinator in a Super Bowl game. Not that he hasn't scored points. He scored 23 in 2020 or 2019. I scored 28 against the New England Patriots defense uh, back then in 2016. It's not that he can't score. It's just that he hasn't been able to finish. And I think that's what he's going to have to do here. It's a little bit interesting that Andy Reid used to be the guy that was kind of looked at the same way when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles. The guy that could get there just couldn't finish. And now it's Kyle Shanahan's time. And I honestly do think uh, that this is the moment where it's a passing of the guard. Andy Reid... Uh, moves on and Kyle Shanahan steps up as that offensive genius and becomes the guy who takes the NFL into the next decade. I agree. I agree. And I mean, you look at the last couple of games for this Kansas City defense, which I feel like it's it's kind of overrated. You know, I mean, you, you go back to that Buffalo game. Buffalo was really getting whatever they wanted in that game. I mean, 
I mean, if it wasn't for a drop pass, a blatant drop pass by Stefan Diggs, I don't think we see the Chiefs right now. You know, I mean, I, I don't think they come out of that game alive. And I mean, but these games play out how they do, you know, and Buffalo, Buffalo couldn't execute and they lost the game. Hats off to the Chiefs for winning in that environment. You know, then we go on to, we go on to Baltimore, you know, I wasn't impressed with what I seen offensively from from Kansas City that game. I mean, to me, I was more I was more upset about what Baltimore did. You know, Baltimore completely abandoned the running game. You know, you have two running backs that only had ten carries. Yeah, and it's it's embarrassing. You know, like where's the game plan at? You know, so I'm, I, this Kansas City defense. I know they get a lot of accolades and people talk about them a lot, but I, I think they're pretty overrated. And, and this this week, you're going to see. You know, because we're not we're not the Buffalo Bills. You know, we're not the Baltimore Ravens. We have more weapons than both of those teams. You know, and and we have the coach that knows how to utilize those weapons. So, I think this game, man, you're going to see uh you're going to see a different Kansas City defense. You're going to see a a Niners offense that we're used to seeing all year long. Yeah, the 49ers get the run game going and just stick with it. I mean, Miami rushed uh for 150 yards. Had the Buffalo Bills rushing for over 140 yards at 6.1 yards per carry. I know some of that is Josh Allen, but uh, it's they were leaking. I mean, they were leaking <laughs> oil there, and and you know they figured it out against Baltimore. Got to give them credit. I mean, they they stopped them enough that Todd Monken turned away from the run game. Kyle Shanahan can't do that in this game. I, I know that there's going to be situations where he needs to throw the football uh, because that's what the defense dictates, and you got to take what the defense gives you. Whenever you have an opportunity, give the ball to Christian McCaffrey and let him spin. Uh, because if you want to win, you got to let McCaffrey spin. That's just the way it is. Right. And I think the 49ers are going to be ready for that. Now, Warren, which playmaker, not named Travis Kelsey, that would have been too easy, uh, <clears throat> makes you the most nervous? Uh, Jim McKinnon was a good one. Um, I believe him being activated, it does kind of, it does make you pause a little bit. Like, man, you know, how's Andy Reid going to use him? Um, but I'm not going to say Jeff McKinnon. Uh, there's a couple of other guys who they have that like Miko Harmon, you know, he's, he's a guy that, you know, he, he has game breaking speed, you know, and Andy Reid likes to get him the ball in plethora of ways. And, you know, you, you give him a sliver, he's going to take a mile, you know? So he's one of those guys that you worry about. Um, same, same with Isaiah Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco and, the, the guy, the guy is just—he's one of the hardest runners in the league, and it, it's really interesting. Like I heard during the week that somebody says um, he runs exactly like Ricky Waters, and when I heard it, I was just like, "That's identical." Like he really does run like Ricky Waters to me. Like I, I really see the comparison, you know. Um, based on how the Niners have been playing defense the past couple of weeks, I think I, to me Isaiah Pacheco is is the biggest weapon that I worry about going into this. Game. Um the Niners don't get their stuff together and, and, you know, start, start focusing on shutting down the run, you know, and, and stop them gashing us. You know, we've been getting gashed on first, second down, you know, guys are getting like six, seven yards and first, second down. And it's, it's absolutely killing us and, and it's extending drives for our opponents. So if the Niners doesn't buckle down and stop the, stop the run. And we, we continue to play the run like we have the past couple of games. I think it's Isaiah Pacheco. I, I agree. Uh, your focal point's got to be stopping the run game. If you can limit the effectiveness of Isaiah Pacheco and make this a one-dimensional game, it just makes everything easier. Patrick Mahomes is already tough enough to deal with, yeah. let alone him having a run game, RPO looks, play action. Can't allow any of that to happen. 
And that's when Andy Reid can have a lot of his creativity if you have to fear about a run game from Isaiah Pacheco. Warriors go in there and they shut down Pacheco and they slow down that running game. It becomes a Patrick Mahomes drop back and throw. Well, then everyone can settle in, right? Everyone knows what's coming. Everyone can settle into their coverage. They can worry about disguising coverage. Linebackers don't have to worry about flying up as fast in the run game. That means less voids in the middle of the field for Travis Kelsey. So it comes hand in hand. Uh, I think there was other years you'd worry about other guys. You know, you brought up 2019 Tyree Kill. I would have worried about him more than anyone else when Absolutely. it came to Travis Kelsey. Uh, and and maybe in 2022, it would have been Juju Smith-Schuster. But right now, it's Isaiah Pacheco. And I know Rasheed Rice is a good receiver, and I think he's going to make plays in this game. But I don't think you worry about him the way that you worry about Pacheco because that run game uh, could flip this game on his head. And so I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Go stop down, stop Pacheco. I've been saying that he reminds me of a Tasmanian devil when he runs the football. Uh, that's kind of what I see when I he just <laughs> it's all gas, no breaks. I mean, the dude's fast. He goes hard. I love his running style. Uh, he was one of my favorite players coming out of that draft. I wanted to draft him, and uh, the Chiefs got themselves a good one. If the 49ers can slow him up, uh, that's going to make playing defense against the Chiefs a whole lot easier. Yeah, it will be. I mean, in stopping Isaiah Pacheco is just is discipline. You know, I mean, when it comes to tackling, it's about fundamentals. Tackle him low. You know, take his legs out. I mean, he's a guy that you know he looks for contacts, but he but he has the speed to to take it the distance. You know, but he is the look to run you over. You know, I, I know this week he said it. He's like, I'm trying to run through somebody's face. You know, so I mean. Them. It's good. It's a good thought process. But 57 is <laughs> waiting for him. Right, exactly. That's exactly where yeah. I was going. Dre Greenlaw is not too far. He's coming, you know, and, and Dre Greenlaw, you don't see guys go through his face, you know. So um he's definitely he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. I I think the Niners, you know, after we've been through the past couple of weeks, I think they get the message. You know, I think we gotta we gotta stop the run. I think these guys are tired of hearing it. You know, I think the coaches are are are, are pounding in, in in these guys. So I think this week they're going to come out with with extreme focus to to limit these big runs. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, it was more execution problems uh, than anything else, and they're gonna they're gonna fix those things. I think Steve Wilkes is gonna have a couple of built in things uh, to help them schematically as well stop the run because they know Andy Reid's gonna try to attack with the outside run. He's gonna try to attack with you know, the fly sweeps and the push passes because that's what they've done to this 49ers defense to stress them out. And they know also that he's going to fake those things and run counter plays behind it. It's just that simple. Everyone's just got to play detail-oriented defense and do their jobs. If they do that, they tackle well, they rally to the football, they grab cloth, uh, they'll be just fine. So, yeah, they, they can handle Isaiah Pacheco. I don't think this Chiefs running game is as dynamic as the Detroit Lions running game was or even the Green Bay Packers towards the end of the season. Uh, so it's less to handle. I still think Andy Reid wants to throw. In the, in the grand scheme, when he calls offense, that's his bread and butter. He likes throwing the football. The 49ers got to be ready for it. So Absolutely. bold prediction, Warren. Where, where are you going with this bold prediction? 49ers game. You could go anywhere you want. Offense, defense, special teams. What you got? kind of hard to do these bold predictions because you have you go into the prediction and you have somebody in mind who you want for your Super Bowl MVP but once you give the bold prediction it's you got to say that player is going to win your Super Bowl MVP unless you go like with a scenario or something like that but um my bold prediction for this one is I believe Chase Young comes alive this um I believe he shows his worth I mean this is what we got him for um to help us in these moments uh 
to to solidify the deal, get us over the mountain. I my bold prediction is I have uh, Chase Young with three sacks. Oh, nice! Big game, a big game Ooh, from Chase. That'd be huge. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I think a lot of focus is going to be put on uh, on uh, Bosa going into this week, and I think Chase is just tired of hearing the, the lack of effort and play hard, play through the whistle thing, all the stuff that he's been getting, he's been hearing all week. I think this week he's he's just going to put all his his aggression out on this uh, Kansas City offensive line, and I think he goes crazy. If ever you were going to earn your money, uh, he's going to be a free agent in the offseason. It would be getting three sacks in the Super Bowl. Right. right. Uh, I, I like that one. I, I'm actually going to give a bold prediction as well. Uh, normally, I save all of them for my Wow, That's Bold Predictions that comes on the game preview show. That'll be coming out later this week. Come check that out. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say that Brock Purdy throws no interceptions. Okay. I don't think he's going to turn over the football. Uh, 49ers, when Brock Purdy doesn't turn over the football, are undefeated. So uh, you kind of get a glimpse of where I'm going with this, but I think he's going to take care of the ball. The Kansas City Chiefs don't force a lot of turnovers. Um, it, it's not what their defense is built on. Their defense is fantastic at getting third down stops, but I think Brock Purdy's going to take care of the ball. I think the 49ers have a really good game plan to get him in some space where he can make some key throws. Uh, so I think it's going to be a good game for Brock. No you know, turnover-worthy uh, footballs as everyone tracks. I think he's just going to have a solid game. I, I can get behind that. I, I definitely, uh, I can see Brock Purdy having one of his best outings. Um, as long as the Niners keep Chris Jones under control. I know he was a big problem for us last time we played him, and he, he's always making plays. He's like one of the Niner killers. Like, he always shows up when he sees us. I don't know why, but uh, if the Niners can keep him under control, I could definitely get with what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, the good news for the 49ers is they often go against a player like Aaron Donald. So, uh, Chris Jones is in that realm. He's that good. But, yeah, you're right. The Fournier's going to have a distinct game plan for him, whether he's playing defensive tackle, he's lined up in the three technique, he's lined up in the one technique, he's lined up outside playing defensive end. It don't matter. They're going to locate 95, and they're going to make sure uh, they have so, a body on him. Helmet on a helmet, they're just going to make sure they body him up the entire game, and hopefully they can neutralize him if you can. And maybe sometimes it's my method when I used to coach – was sometimes you just run right at that guy. Uh, <laughs> sometimes that's the best way to do it. Get right. multiple guys on him and run right at him. And uh, that can somewhat limit his effectiveness. And I'm hoping that's what they do. Or oh, well, let's bring, uh, let's put big Trent Williams in motion again. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you get Chris Jones way. on the edge, yeah. Put Trent Williams in motion and light him up. Uh, I think the 49ers are going to have some success running the football in this game, though. And I I'm interested in that matchup. Uh, Feliciano's a, a dirty, nasty dude. And I, I don't mean dirty as in, a dirty player, but I just mean like he's grimy. You know what I mean? He'll 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 battle you. He'll get physical the entire time. I think that's that's going to be a must see television right there. Those oh, yeah. two going at it, and I'm sure Jake Brendel is going to have to give some help. But uh, they don't have a lot of depth. Kansas City's missing a lot of guys along that defensive line, so it, it's going to fall a lot on Chris Jones and Warren. Game prediction: Who do you got winning the Super Bowl? Can't believe we're giving a Super Bowl prediction. Super Bowl Fifty Eight. <laughs> Uh, who who you got winning and what's the score? So um, we've had a wild ride, man. I mean, this whole season we've had a wild ride. I mean, and this this um, postseason has been nothing short of that. Um, and I think this Super Bowl will be nothing short of it. Um, when you're playing Mahomes, it's it's going to be a wild ride. It's not going to be easy. Um, I can't see us blowing out the Kansas City Chiefs, but I think this team is just too focused. I mean, I've said this from the beginning. You know, once we lost. Last year in the NFC Championship game, how we lost, you know, and then how this team came back together, 
get back to this moment. You know, they're not going to let this slip through their fingers now. You know, it's just, this is what they came back for, you know? So I have the Niners pulling this out. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be interesting. Um, I have the Niners winning 31, 27. I love that close game. Yeah. It would be the first time the, that any team this year scored over 30 on the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, so I like that even more because I think that would be a, a real, a real statement for the 49ers, but a four point victory uh, seems pretty legit. Uh, on with Jay in the Bay last night, and he said 49ers 25 19. Uh, so I, I think you guys are kind of in the realm of that separation four or five points, you know, four or six points. Uh, it, it's pretty close. A lot of people are seeing this as a close game, so I like that prediction. I'll take 31 27 all day if it means the 49ers <laughs> win. Right. I don't care if they win 3 0 as long as they win. Uh, but you know, with that score, 31 points, so that's a good number for the 49ers. Who do you have as the Super Bowl MVP? This is a tough one as well. I, there's so many guys to pick from. Um, I mean, if I was to go with my bowl prediction, obviously it would be Chase Young. Um, if I was a betting man, I had to go to Vegas and put money on it. I'm going to bet on Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, but him and Trent Williams, you know, they've been, in, they've been in bad teams. You know, Christian McCaffrey was in Carolina. wasn't winning nothing. They weren't doing anything. He was just pretty much, put, pretty much putting up stats. He was a glorified stat maker. Now he's in a situation where he's at his first Super Bowl. You know, he gets a chance to to etch his name in history. You know, I think we're going to see the best game yet from Christian. I think he's he's, he's so focused on winning. Like, this team is just so dialed in. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to come out and put on a show. I think uh, Sunday we're going to see a big game out of of Christian McCaffrey. So I have Christian McCaffrey Super Bowl MVP. I think the the MVP voters are going to have a real problem in this game. <laughs> I think they're going to have to try to figure out who gets it because right. I think McCaffrey's going to have a great game. I think he's going to score touchdowns. I think he's going to make big time runs. He's going to make big time catches. Uh, and we know how they lean though. They lean towards the quarterback. And Brock Purdy's yeah. going to be a big reason why the Forty Niners make a lot of those plays. He's probably going to be the one that throws some touchdowns. Uh, and I think he's going to be somebody that they're going to lean towards because usually the winning team's winning quarterback is the MVP. Right. But then there's sometimes, like in 20, or I'm sorry, Super Bowl 23, uh, that 1988 season, where there's a guy like Jerry Rice that takes over. And even though Joe Montana was great, Jerry Rice was just fantastic. I think there's going to be a guy that steps up and puts those MVP voters in a conundrum because I think Devo Samuel is going to have a game like no other game he's ever had in his career. (laughs) I just see opportunities for Devo Samuel in this game. And I think he comes in and he puts... This situation where it could be Debo Samuel against the MVP in the Super Bowl, uh, I just I, I just got this gut feeling, and I, whenever I get gut feelings, I just go with it, and I'm going with Debo Samuel for the MVP. But like I say, I have no problems if it's Brock, and I have no problems if it's Christian McCaffrey. As long as one of the 49ers MVP, that means the 49ers won the Super Bowl. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely in that. But I think those are the three guys that I would definitely lean towards potentially getting Super Bowl MVP. What what if you had a lean defense? Let's say you can't pick no way in offense. Who would you be? Who would you have to pick on the defensive side of the ball to win MVP? All pro Fred. I I just when he had four interceptions this season. uh, There's there's nothing inside of me that doesn't think Fred can't get a pick six or uh, make some sort of huge play, a strip you know strip sack fumble. Fred just makes things happen. I know big play Dre's a thing. Uh, but Fred Warner was doing that before Dre even made a play as far as interception goes. 
So I, I think if I was a betting man, it would be Fred. It would be a little interesting, though, if it was Tarverius Ward. And, it? Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. I mean, his former team, right? Yeah. And what did he say this week? It's better over here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it would it would definitely be interesting to see if uh, Mooney Ward could pull it off. I would love it. You know, I'd love it. Get a, get a pick six or a forced fumble, maybe a sack on, on Mahomes. Like, I would love to see Mooney Ward get a, uh, a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, it, that would that would be fantastic. It I mean, would be. In the 2022 mm-hmm. matchup, they went at Mooney a little bit, uh, throwing some back shoulder throws, taking advantage of him being on top of routes. Uh, but that was a lot of Juju. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster was good at that stuff. Uh, I don't know if Rasheed Rice is good enough to do that. I don't know. I don't think Marv, uh, Valdez Scantling's MBS no. is not good enough to do that. So I think Mooney might have him a game too. Uh, this one's going to be interesting, Warren. And you know what? If it comes down to, like I said, all these dudes possibly MVP, we know it's hard for the defense, right? You have to have, you oh, have, yeah. to have like Dexter yeah. Jackson numbers where you have like three interceptions in a game to get MVP. Um, and if it happened, that'd be phenomenal. But yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of options. Niners have playmakers, and they have them on both sides of the football. If they make more plays than the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's that simple. No, you're right. Like you said, there's there's a plethora of guys to choose from. I mean, it's just it's just have your pick. You know, I can see Debo. You know, I mean, it's just I mean, it's whoever Shanahan d- decides to unveil on Sunday. You know, I mean, he may like Ayuk. I want you to be Super Bowl MVP, or and it, it, it could be just like the simplest play. You know, I mean, Debo may catch, you know, a little screen, go 90 yards, you know. So <laughs> it's it's a plethora of guys to choose from. I mean, you just so happen to land on Debo. I landed on um, I landed on CMC. So it, like you said, as long as it's a Niner, it's going to be a glorious Sunday. Yeah, I can guarantee you right now. Debo's not waiting for halftime to go tell Kyle, give me the dang ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he, he waited last time to say, give me the ball. He's not doing that now. Uh, he's telling him, give me the ball. And Kyle knows what's up. Get it to McCaffrey. Get it to Debo. Right. Get it to Kittle. And get it to Ayuk. And if you get it, the ball in the hands of those playmakers, and probably in that order, I mean, maybe McCaffrey, Debo, those guys, whichever way the defense is playing. Uh, but then Kittle, Ayuk. I think Ayuk's going to draw a lot, of, a, a lot of, of double coverage and a lot of looks from Snead and, uh, and McDuffie. So it's going to be a fun game, Warren. Uh, 49ers, uh, just you picked it, so it's going to happen, right? They're going to win. And hopefully next week we're sitting right here talking about a big Super Bowl victory for the San Francisco 49ers. Thanks for joining me again for this episode. I had a lot of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to the game. I can't wait. I can't wait too, man. 49er fans, enjoy this, man, and enjoy this moment. You never know when you get back. I mean, that's that's the tough tough thing about this league. It's, it's hard to get back here, so enjoy it. I know me and Ant's going to enjoy it, man, but... Niners going to do it, man. Just just have faith, man. Faithful, have faith. Yeah, like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, really appreciate it. Audio platform, 40 yards cutback on Believe. And, of course, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're in the need for merch, real deal, Brock Purdy t-shirts available, 40 yards cutback shop.com. Shameless plug just for you. Uh, but we'll catch you guys all in the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way. Well, Niners.